1: they've had you know a pretty decent cold but the biggest issues that you're going to fight are long haulers and i don't want to get covid and be a long hauler i don't want to have to be wondering whether or not i'm going to be able to work because i'm still sick with the virus
2: right right there's some there's some conditions out there that they're finding and it's just as it's just as new as everything else uh give me one second thank you for listening to public access
0: america What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. Because that is how it works. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. The problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition conscience. 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 But if every one of you changed the lives of just just 10 people, what your rights are. are. And each one of those people change the lives of another 10 people. And another 10. This is the beginning, it is not the finale, and that's why we're here. And that's why we rally. rally. And you can change the entire population of the world, eight billion billion people. people. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. forever? We've got to be that something that Arnold Tornby, the historian, refers to as a creative minority. minority. You're wrong.
2: Then others will then show up. Others will also, show up.
0: what about no children dying? That's kinda That's nice, on it
1: nice
2: liberation it's an internal oh. it's an internal Of speaking the of truth. Speaking the truth.
0: But their children were saved. And their children's, children's children. children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can, and do, anyone it. can do it. Adam, guess what?
1: Yes. We're recording.
2: Ryan, guess, Brian, guess what? 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 We are in effect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change after it? You, after you, change, change it? After you change
2: it. Welcome. To public access
1: definitely a little bit tired today but oh oh man i got like a bunch of sleep last night
2: me too i feel like i'm overslept i want to get into some house cleaning notes before we get started with the show because last week after we recorded i you know I was doing our podcast, but I was listening to other podcasts and I noticed that Adam Has a Beard had a new podcast out after we recorded and they had a special guest who was Jeffrey. And yeah. so I was really excited to see that. So hey Adam has a beard, how you doing? You know what I mean? Hey, how, are you doing? <laughs> how was that?
1: Oh, it was a lot of fun, you know. Adam's Adam's always fun to talk to. Like you get you you hope that you'll find people that are that hungry for knowledge in regular life, right? You know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, there's, there's the difference between, you know, willful ignorance and the different and the difference between ignorance, just simply because you don't know. Yeah. And the difference is is going out to find the information and make a, make a better informed decision. You know, I don't expect people to agree with me all the time. In fact, there's a lot of things that we talk about where, I mean, really, it is honestly open to interpretation simply based on your own viewpoints in life. Yeah. It doesn't make them necessarily any, it doesn't necessarily make them wrong. It just means that they're different. There are a few things that are, you know, a few viewpoints out there that are clearly and obviously wrong. And well, we will do our best to shut those down. Yeah. But, you know, There's plenty of discussion points out there that we can always talk about, and that hunt for knowledge is important, especially in a world where misinformation and disinformation has become the norm.
2: Yeah, I like to think of people that I meet like you and Adam as a pair of glasses that I can put on in a situation and have another perspective, per, you know, sunglasses to me are just another perspective. And I so I, I like having the ability to say, "How would Jeffrey see this?" Or how would how would Adam see this? You know, I don't know if people know this, but Adam has a beard. was started last April because Adam had had a couple of concussions, and he he had a hard time with his memories, and he didn't want to take pills and just like go that route to of healing. And so he was really trying to build back his memories. And so he wanted a podcast so he could work out his brain. And he's back, you know, Adam is fully back. He has been fully back. But originally, that's why the podcast started. And I was so happy to help him. And so every week when I listen to him, I'm just really proud of how far he's coming.
1: Absolutely, you know, and and that's the thing. Like medically speaking, there are times when I'm going to say, you know, what pills are the answer. Mm-hmm. But there are going to be times when I say, you know, what? Sometimes you know, doctors jump to a conclusion that you shouldn't necessarily be jumping to. You know, it, as a society, we've gotten used to this idea of overmedication. medication mm-hmm. Jeffrey, wouldn't vaccination be overmedication? No. Absolutely not vaccination is to get yourself an immunity so that way you are not going in and needing medication for the side effects of having covid right. or being a long hauler
2: it's the same thing as rehab you go to a rehab to work out the weakened part of your body you're just taking a vaccine to strengthen a weakened part of your body so it's prepared for what comes forward
1: absolutely absolutely so that's so so that's really you know seeing seeing adam really work out his brain like that and on that hunt for knowledge Mm -hmm. even offline when adam and i have sat down and talked about things you know he's asked me some questions about you know are you know do you believe this well how 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 is it possible for you to believe this it doesn't make sense and then sitting down and explaining he's like i had no idea that was a thing and it's like you know that's just yeah. it. You know the amount of information out there is amazing and fantastic, but it gets so buried beneath sensationalist and outrage.
2: Culture. And op- opinion and rhetoric. I think they take one sentence of news and then spend fifty-five minutes on opinion, and Absolutely. you don't you don't know what the news is at that point. So no,
1: you don't. You don't. And on top of that, I I would say that in a lot of ways, you know. You've also got this issue of uh, what we called in the science world of you know over-explaining mm-hmm. uh, your knowledge, and the idea is is that if you can't explain it simply in a few minutes to somebody who's in middle school, the elevator, you actually thing. really don't know what you're doing, right? Because you have to be able to. It's it's not dumbing it down. Like that's that's one of the things that. You know, you're not dumbing it down. It's that you're you're explaining concepts in such a way that the average person can understand it. Like I talked about orbital physics, for example. Yeah. Right. You know, orbital physics is a very complicated equation of, you know, how to use planet, you know, planetary uh, gravity in order to be a slingshot, mm. and that's really, and that's really the the simplest explanation of it. it's like, you're gonna get a bunch of speed and you're just gonna go zoom out the one side and out the other, and mm. it it ends up costs it ends up costing you less fuel in order to get to certain places. So that's right,
2: and know, it's a beautiful the, thing. I always see perfect. studying the universe as trying to know God because I don't think God is a person. I think it's the universe. Just the laws and physics of the universe determine what we can and cannot do, and that's all powerful. So to me, that's what God is.
1: <laughs> you know and and that's the thing is it's like you know, we we have so many interpretations of what God is, and mm-hmm. everybody wants to believe that theirs is right, and it's like, well, what if they're all right?
2: they're all right and they're all wrong at the same time okay. uh well, before we get started uh inspirations beyond disabilities the live stream is going to be happening this tuesday at three o'clock instead of wednesday which we normally do but that's going really well we got a surprise guest coming up and i'm excited about nice, that nice. but what i wanted to talk about before we get started is i watched the, the new justice league mm-hmm. you know and uh man if you if, if i don't know if you've seen it i don't want oh. to ruin anything it's perfect it's perfect it explains everything that i didn't know needed explaining and mm-hmm. it even went on to create a future that could possibly happen the justice league that i saw there was it was like finished and complete like where did they go from there they beat the they beat the villain you know what i mean
1: well that was like the, the, I was reading an article about the the guy who did the last uh Justice League and you know when a, when the new guy asked you know what advice do you have he basically said his his response was don't watch what I did.
2: Wow. That was his
1: like don't just don't.
2: Okay, I thought this one was the original and then they they didn't like it so they went on to the new one. You know the the edited the overly edited one I would say, you know. <laughs>
1: That, so I, I unfortunately I just I don't know because I haven't Excellent. seen the new Justice League, but uh, but yeah, apparently a lot of people hated the old one, the older one, and uh, the advice was don't watch it to yes. the new director. What, so, you know what I heard was people
2: were so mad that they rushed all the way to uh, Dark Superman. I don't know what they're calling it, Black Superman. You know, in the black outfit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look for that in the new one, maybe. But, right. Or don't. I don't know. I just thought it it was it was one of those like I it reminded me a Joker in the way that it explained a lot. Oh, instead of just going from action sequence to action sequence. There was some really slow scenes, but it it helps with when it's like the first of what you're gonna be doing for the next 10 years. You really right. gotta put the time in to explain it because the DC universe is so huge and to get the justice league all together and just make it two cities was just really tough for me, you know?
1: Right. Right. You know, uh, and that's, you know, I mean, even beyond the cinematic world, even in the video game world, creating a large universe that, yeah. you know, you can explore through is a difficult thing to think about because, we tend to get hyper focused on one little thing, and we're like, "Ooh, we're going to tell this story without yeah. a whole lot of thought into how that universe could expand or should expand." Right. It was like I was going through and watching Futurama uh, oh, yesterday. I love Futurama. And what you know, what a lot of people said that you know that most people didn't catch was is that uh, one of the characters who shows up in the later season. Uh, later in the season and has a bigger role in later seasons uh actually uh makes an appearance in the first season and if you aren't paying attention you miss it
2: interesting i can't wait to go back and binge that
1: so i love futurama Futurama futurama's way ahead of its time (laughs)
2: agreed there is a lot of a lot of uh like i'm just binging south park now and i think mm. i've had 100 episodes and still not past where i like left off you
1: know? right <laughs> right south park is that i can't believe you know you, when you look at some of these series that are still going it's like how is that still going
2: yeah like the simpsons the simpsons then by the way all of that you know people say how do you get attention as a podcaster or as and I always relate it to the tv show just do it every week and like I've seen podcasts die out because they're trying too hard you know but just do it every week it doesn't matter what you are you don't have to bend to trends just be you for 10 years and somebody's gonna notice that's just what happened to the Simpsons it was really kind of a crappy show but it was consistently there you know (laughs)
1: Yeah, and, and some of it was just absolutely hilarious. Yeah,
2: it was great writing. And, you know, I'm stuck on Bob's Burgers, I really think, oh. because it doesn't ever mention the real world, you know?
1: I love Bob's Burgers. It's so funny. Like, having having a very different family, you mm-hmm. know, Bob's Burgers, in a lot of ways, is like watching your life through a cartoon mirror. Kind of, yeah. It's I, I think it's hilarious. I love it.
2: Yeah, and they all always have great lines, like yeah. I'll go through my phases where I'm like, Oh, I just don't like Linda. But then she'll have one of those episodes where I'm like, oh, I just love that character, you know?
1: Right. Right. <laughs> it's it's absolutely crazy. It's it's so much fun. Yeah. Uh but then but then you also have like the shows where something changes and they just aren't the same. One mm. of my favorites, uh was aqua teen hunger force wow you're getting into something i don't know about so that show is fucking weird but the first three seasons are pure gold and after that it just doesn't feel the same and doesn't quite i don't know if it was just something like the novelty wore off of it or something Mm. and i mean there's some funny bits here and there but man, it's just you know those first three seasons are absolutely incredible and they're so fucking weird and so funny
2: is that the show that they tried to remake like reboot with different drawings, different characters? I don't know. I don't think so. But... I, I only dipped my toe into the anime universe and then I got scared because
1: Oh, that's not a, they're they're not anime. Okay. They're they're just they're they're just a weird they were a weird uh late night cartoon on Adult Swim.
2: Okay. Fair enough. And then always check out Ren and Stimpy. (laughs) Well, you know. If you're looking for weird, you can't beat, uh, what was his name? I used to love it. It's Toast Man.
1: Yep. Uh, Powdered Toast Man.
2: Powdered Toast Man. I used to love that song.
1: Oh, Uh, God. (laughs) How that one somehow made it into the Nickelodeon universe Mm -hmm. is beyond me. Because I remember when its initial run was on MTV and it was like, fuck it wild and out there yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah that brings me to beavis and butthead we can do this all day
1: <laughs> i know i know i know i I got grounded many times for watching beavis and butthead
2: did you really
1: oh yeah i loved beavis and butthead they were funny
2: wow i mean i loved that their movie was amazing right
1: the movie was great but beavis and butthead i think is you know i know that they're they keep trying to reboot it and reboot it and I don't, you know, Beavis and Butthead was just one of those things where in the, in the culture and time that it was created and, and viewed, like it couldn't have been any more perfect. And that's, you know, that's that whole, like, you know, sometimes you, you've got to know like what your end point is. And like, that was just so specific to a particular point in time Mm -hmm. that. You know, when they tried to reboot it like 10 years ago or something like that, it just didn't have the same effect.
2: No, it never will, because kids aren't like that anymore. They're slightly different.
1: Right, right. And given the, the world that it was based out of, you know, in that you know weird grunge, new, you know, the new 90s rock and, and at the end of the hair metal scene. And it was, you know, the high point of the the Gen X slacker culture. It was just, you know. Yeah it was it, it was a weird point in time
2: it wasn't like society you know it kind of drove people to become that instead of that becoming what was so you know right but maybe if you got a couple of uh i don't know i you'd have to get somebody like that addicted to Adderall and somebody in their basement and they're just like criticizing video games instead you know what i mean <laughs>
1: I mean that sounds more like a, a another uh, channel, except no Adderall, and he just criticizes video games, and it's absolutely hilarious.
2: Oh, I love it! What? Wait, Ang- what?
1: Angry video game nerd. Angry video game nerd. I love this. I oh love it. man, and this the series goes back a long ways. Like they were they were making fun of Nintendo games, Super Nintendo games, Game Boy. I mean, it's it, it's the whole realm, and. There is so much gold in some of those games because I played a lot of those games mm. and I was like, oh my god, I was so frustrated with that game. I'm so glad that I wasn't just a crappy game player. It was just a bad game.
2: It was just a, yeah,
1: I grew up on Atari 2600. so oh, they touch on that. They so touch, that, yeah. They touch on some of those games. <laughs> That's amazing.
2: I mean... I thought those those were the bomb, you know, until you play a real game, and then you're like, "Wow, that's just nothing." And still, it's so hard to beat Breakout. You know what I mean? It just goes mm-hmm. faster and faster and fa- yeah. So, uh, Super Nintendo opened in Japan, like the theme park,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that's so cool because you can do real Mario rides and you enter through the tube like Mario, you know. But you can play uh-huh. real Mario Karts and a virtual simulation headset and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I think you know, and and what's really incredible is just how much video game culture has progressed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's gone from you know what a lot of people considered mind numbing, and to video games actually have like some real strategy behind them. They have some puzzles behind them. They have a lot of teamwork behind them. You know, mm. one of the things that scientists have discovered is is that. People who struggled with hand eye coordination, if they play video games, they're better at it. You know, it's it. and that's just it. This is, you know, video games are a fantastic thing and, and they've been used to teach, they've been used to do things like teach people new skills. Yeah. Like, for example, what a lot of people don't understand is that on the nuclear, on the US nuclear subs, they use Xbox controllers to pilot the subs. That's cool. On, you know, uh, uh, I, and I think they also do it with some of the drones. They use Xbox controllers to to you to pilot the drones. Why? Because it's not because it was like, oh my God, you know, this was built for this purpose. It was like they kind of stopped and they're like, hey, what did every kid do and mm-hmm. have in having their hands? that we're going to be able to put in their hands and they're going to be familiar with and they're going to be able to work. It's like these people were grew up in front of a TV screen with a controller in their hands. Of course, they're going to know how to use it. Right. So rather than coming up with this $100,000 per installation solution, they've got a $50 <laughs> Xbox controller. Right. And cheat codes. <laughs> just... Seriously. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, AB.
2: Oh, you just armed a nuclear missile
1: nah that one's one of the that one's one of the cheap codes select ab turns back down down up up that's one of the other ones hmm. and uh i forget what the other one the old konami codes
2: yeah i hey the new mortal kombat's coming out april 16th and that <sighs> is all about the codes back forward back circle <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> right right uh you know what was, what's really funny is a couple of years ago i was standing i was in costco and they had a mortal kombat cabinet like an actual uh arcade game mortal kombat and so you had like all of the mortal kombat games that were on this so i of course immediately go to uh, uh mortal kombat 1 mm-hmm. and select my character that i've always used sub-zero that was the video and, game right? and i just kicked Ass on this video game, and I'm just sitting there beating down this person. Like I'm a couple levels into the tournament, nice. and I was like, I wonder if I still remember this. And I pulled out Sub Zero's Fatality and broke the guy apart. And you yeah. know, the the terrible graphics, blood and and bones was all over the place. And I was mm-hmm. like, Yes, I do remember how to do this. And I was so engrossed in the video game that when I turned around because I needed to get back to shopping, there was this ten year old boy who was absolutely stoked. To watch someone just kill someone else in a video game. And his horrified mother who had no idea that was possible.
2: Ah, that's so awesome.
1: And I'm just sitting here going, you know, Mortal Kombat's been out for like 30 years. At this point, that's on you.
2: Yeah, totally. And I was Scorpion, by the way.
1: Scorpion was my number two.
2: But I always always learned all the players because I wanted to know how to beat them.
1: You know what I mean? In number two, I was always Reptile reptile was my favorite character uh in number two i was good with reptile yeah mainly because i figured out how to change into everybody else and and so oh, then i could okay. change into everybody else's different moves plus i could use his his uh force field uh, uh weapon really yep. well
2: yeah i remember reptile now because you could change into other people that was the and one. then
1: and then in number three i was sector sector okay because, because I could get him – I could just do these insane combos with Sector, and, you know, have homing missiles, regular flying missiles, and just – I could ruin people with Sector.
2: Okay. That was the guy that had the uh, – like the target would go on the other person and then – yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember who I was at that point. The last thing I remember was me in an epic battle with my friend who was Noob Sabbat, and he uh... could – he could pull that move off faster than i could get the 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 spear you know what i mean that come get over here and it was just a battle of get over here and then he would do that i don't know even remember he'd go past i don't remember what it was fuck he had it though whatever noob sabbath did just i mean people would just we were done playing mortal kombat because we couldn't beat that You know.
1: Oh man, noob saibot was one of the worst characters to fight against. Yeah. So hard. It was so ridiculous. But man, if you could do it, if you could pull off that win, you were something else.
2: Right. And I could once in a while when I was on and he was off. You know, if I could get him real high and real tired.
1: Oh no. Well, even even when you unlocked him in the game, Mm -hmm. um he was hard as hell to fight
2: right and that's the thing because his his pause move the thing that makes you freeze for a little bit and, and stagger was so easy to pull off you know oh yeah but then it was mortal combat versus dc and i was the flash and i yeah. i kicked everybody's ass nobody could do shit to flash you know what i mean
1: right no i love i love video games they're so much fun
2: me too so okay i guess that's it so the floor is yours. I wanted to just give you the floor and see what you wanted to talk about. See what's up. Uh,
1: you know what I want to talk about. So, the first thing I want to say, uh, oh. start off with, is, dude, congratulations on getting the first shot. Thank you. I was really happy. You know, about that. you know, that's one of those things where that's that's really exciting. Um, you know, Emily got her first shot yesterday, and nice when, when she got back, you know, what we saw, you know, cause she did a little quick video for us and what, what we, what I saw and what she said, you know, what she experienced going there, you know, was this weird, you know, thank you for getting this. You're helping, you know, you're helping yourself out and you're helping so many other people. And it's like, you know, you consider it, that's a weird point to be at in society where we're simply, you know, you've yeah. got these people who have been under pressure for the last year mm-hmm. thanking you for getting a vaccine. Right. Like, that's crazy to me.
2: That's the way society is. Here's your trophy for doing uh, what you were supposed to.
1: Yeah. Like, like this is, this is the weirdest participation award that I think <laughs> I've ever
2: handed <laughs> out. Know, I know you know and i think down the line everybody right. there was three people and i said hey thank you for doing this thank you for being here you know every right. one of them every one of them
1: like it's it's so weird to me that you know we never did this mm-hmm. you know, with other vaccines you think about it how many vaccines do you think the average kid gets over the course of their lifetime i guarantee you it's somewhere between 10 and 15 definitely you know, like like in your childhood <clears throat> And do you sit there and go, thank you, thank you for giving my baby the shot, and, and have them be like, no, thank you, you're preventing so-. – no, that was never a thing, right? It was not a thing. But after these hospitals experienced some of the worst shortages in beds and the longest hours through the most yeah, dangerous days, like, like the, the simple act of – thanking people for just getting a shot in the arm is crazy to me
2: me too and that's why i did it because i didn't want to be that final stressor because i knew when i went in there i would be the final stressor for somebody and i didn't want to do that to that i didn't want to break the system that way i didn't want to be the last guy to die of covid you know i just didn't want to do that to them
1: unfortunately i don't think that we're ever going to see the last person to die of covid yeah. I, you know, I, I say that with the knowledge of where the technology is today.
2: Well, and, and, it's and not different. to say it is
1: impossible that it's not, you know, I'm not saying it's impossible that we'll get rid of it mm-hmm. because we are going to deal with variants for a while. And we're probably going to end up having to get boosters at some point.
2: Sure. But I mean, it'll be like the flu eventually where 190 to 120,000 people get sick and die of it, but not,
1: not but it doesn't overwhelm it. the system.
2: Right. And, and we'll come up with better therapeutics and, you know, we'll, we'll work on that. But, <clears throat> what i'm but saying still, in, in like, this in this day and age you know like the spanish flu kept going after they declared it dead it just became so minimal that it we didn't know polio the same thing people still get polio in the world it's just mm-hmm. we defeated it
1: <laughs> you know and and that's just it is is that when you look at some of these other viruses out there you know you've got the fact that they've already started spinning up anti you know uh anti-malarial I keep I keep trying to say antivirus and vaccine Ooh. because I'm a computer nerd as well, so it's like, oh, it's an anti no, right. well, I mean, Technically, but um, <clears throat> but people keep trying to, you know, people are spitting up the malaria vaccine already using the same mRNA technology. I think that's incredible. Yeah, they're uh the the leaders at Biontech who helped develop the Pfizer virus uh, uh virus the Pfizer vaccine vaccine antivirus I, I am apparently my brain is just stuck on going it an antivirus
2: <laughs> well you got three things in your head at once and they keep coming out at the same time
1: right so the the people who developed uh pfizer's vaccine at biontech they've said that they're already starting to work on cancer vaccinations
2: it's beautiful
1: like if you and and i know that uh, another group has already set their sights on hiv aids like that's crazy like the amount of technology that has been developed and and moved into production in the last year is absolutely wild. Millions of doses administered, millions upon millions, you know, and one of the questions came up, you know, is how do we know that it's safe and effective? You know, we've seen very, 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 very few cases of anaphylaxis. I think between Moderna and Pfizer, there's like maybe a handful of deaths that they're looking at. Mm. Okay. but if you see what's happened with the astrazeneca vaccine a bunch of countries have pulled it from use because Ooh. they found a clotting issue right. you know and and you know this is where you know adam asked me the question he's like you know this makes me nervous uh, about getting the vaccine I said it shouldn't because number one Astra, astrazeneca's uh vaccine is not approved for use in the united states
2: no we're yeah. giving ours away to other countries
1: yeah, you can't get it if you want to. So because you need to look at it from this perspective, we have not approved it for, for whatever reason that may be. I don't know where they're at in the trial process in the U.S. I don't know where they're at in the, the data process. But the fact of the matter is, is that the European Union has been using it very extensively, and now they've shut it off. Right. Well, France just started
2: of, using it again
1: yeah, I knew that they were, I know that they're going to reevaluate some of the safety around it and see what they needed to do. Sure. If it could be used again. And, you know, uh, to me, one of the things that really stuck out was the European union scientists saying, well, the benefits outweigh the risks. And it's like, you know, when you look at that, we've had a lot fewer cases uh, needing to be investigated from, you know, Pfizer and from, uh, Moderna and from Johnson and Johnson. And so, you know, to me, like that's where I see our system working the Mm -hmm. way that I would expect it to work is, is that there are issues with the AstraZeneca vaccine. We're not in a rush to approve it knowing those issues exist.
2: Right. And we weren't before that.
1: Right. So to me, it's like when you see something like that crop up and you see a number of countries shutting it down, to me, what that says is that they didn't do enough work to verify that the safety of the vaccine was where it needed to be. Right. You know, and and yeah, there have been some cases of people being severely run down from getting the COVID vaccine, mm-hmm. or there have been some cases that have, you know, left people in this, you know, in a in a paraplegic state for twenty four hours. Wow. But they resolved themselves within twenty four hours.
2: Okay, I, we did our homework, you know, and that should give you more faith that the vaccines that we're using are are decent that they're good because well, we didn't approve the one that isn't seem to be that causes blood clots. and it's in seven percent. Seven percent of the patients are are contracting blood clots. so
1: but that's but even then that's a huge number.
2: That's why they shut it down <laughs> right
1: you know, like if it, I, I think it was seven people, I don't think it was seven percent. Um, oh, okay. I would have to, I'd have to look and see, I knew it was much higher than anything we were dealing with. And, and that should tell you, you know, we do have a very rigorous safety system here in the U S when it comes yeah. to certain things. And, you know, it's, I don't necessarily have faith in the government necess- uh, so much as I have faith in, I have better faith in companies because big pharma has taken a beating in this country. So the pressure was on them to get this right. Right. Like, because if, if you know, let's say F- Pfizer or Moderna or Johnson & Johnson had any of the issues that AstraZeneca, Oxford has been having, it would be a PR nightmare and a disaster for those companies.
2: Agreed. Agreed.
1: You know, in, in this country, like they would, they would. Seriously, take a beating that they might not recover from. So, the fact that so far, I say this so far, it seems to be on par with every other vaccine out there that a person gets in terms of risk, that says something.
2: Oh, and I'd rather, I, the way I looked at it is if I was one of the 000.826% that had an issue i'd rather I'd rather honestly die trying to live than die
1: ignoring
2: that you know what I mean
1: right right and and, and as we've talked about multiple times on this show, no vaccine is a hundred percent safe
2: no because no no human is identical to another human
1: exactly it's a calculated risk and that calculated risk plays out to be so different like you know the calculated risk is you know 20% of people that get covid are symptomatic and of that subset about 5% of them develop severe illness mm. that overran hospitals yeah that left people on ventilators right. that that killed well well over 500,000 people i at this point yeah you know so there's that or there's the You know, one in 1.1 million chance that something happens to me, like, I've, as I've said countless times during the pandemic, I would say I'm not a math person, but that's a lie.
2: (laughs) Right? Yeah, no, no, I get it. And you got to remember, like, I have uh, autoimmune Mm -hmm. disease, I have macular degeneration is when your immune system attacks foreign bodies for attacks your body it's a form of ms where your immune system attacks your body in different ways so it was a risk for me you know it wasn't like a, it wasn't it wasn't an uncalculated risk but in the end i i got it and i didn't discuss that with anybody nobody asked me about that they said if do i have any allergies or have i ever reacted to um you know when they put you under uh, sleep anesthesia in. anesthesia but you know yep. the the real name for that it, have I ever reacted and honestly I did once I reacted very negatively because they gave me
1: too much anesthesia <laughs> you know? I've, and, I've had that happen too it flatlined me
2: right but I wasn't gonna say that you know I wasn't gonna say yes I've reacted to that no <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: well that's not a reaction that's somebody overdosing you that's there's right. a difference.
2: the <laughs> right but I mean it was a risk so right. it was—it wasn't an uncalculated risk, but I was just like, I'm going to get it if I can. And so, the Publix by us says that you—I went there and they were like, "Yes, you can get it, but you have to sign up online." And I was okay. There was nowhere online to sign up, but the lady did tell me that like at night, they might have extras if people didn't show up because people are making appointments at CVS, Walgreens, Walmart you know, Publix. And then the first one that comes through, they're grabbing, which leaves all these open appointments, you know what I mean? And CVS was like, check in on, on the app. Like, here's a text. When you get to the store, check in and we will tell you what to do from there. And it was another lady that was like, here you go. And another lady that was like, you're here. And another lady that was like, wait here. And another lady that was like, here's your shot. So they had it down to a science, you know what I mean? And right but there's sometimes there's doses at the end of the night that are left over that they can't put back in a freezer. Right. I I don't know if it's like, Oh, if you're standing there and they're about to close, if they'll give you that shot, if you didn't,
1: I've heard a couple of stories actually where they're like at the end of the day and they're like, we Mm -hmm. have a couple of doses left over. Have you gotten your shot yet? Because they are trying as hard as they can to not waste these doses. And so I've had a couple of friends, um, that have been in, in some higher risk pools um, and some friends of color who, have you know, they unsure of how they were going to get their shot, mm-hmm. but there they were standing in a Walgreens and they're like, we have a dose left over. Have you gotten your shot? Right. Let's get you back here and get, and get you ready to go. And, you know, this is where I've had a severe problem with the way our state has rolled out uh, knowledge on the vaccine. Like we have, Washington phase finder that helps you figure out what phase you're in so that way Whoa. you can get the vaccine but there has been no information push on going to this site and finding what phase you're in there has been no broadcasts no ads no youtube ads no radio right. ads no 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 fucking even a mailing flyer would have been great Yeah, nothing, absolutely nothing in terms of getting people the knowledge of how do I get my shot? Everybody's making appointments with their doctor to figure out how you can get your shot. And doctors are telling you, no, you have to go to this website. Like this is one of those things where depending on the state you live in, like Mm -hmm. some states are doing far better than others in terms of getting this information out there. Washington has done a crap job. Period. End of story. Florida, too. By the way, like, Montana has actually done a great job. Montana is one of the states leading the nation in getting people vaccinated and and fewest wasted doses.
2: What's weird is Florida is among the leaders in getting their population vaccinated. But I think it's because we're 65% senior.
1: You know what I, mean? I mean, there's that, but, yeah. but, but still, you know, and then I had to laugh when Biden was like, I'm going to make sure all eligible adults can get the vaccine by May 1st. And then you saw yeah. all the red States like, all right, fuck it. Open season. Let's go. Let's That's get right. these shots in arms, you know? And that was the thing, like initially, Yes, let's get healthcare workers, first responders, all these other people that, you know, have been backbone of keeping things running. Mm -hmm. If you have any questions about whether or not your grocery store staff was essential or necessary or whether or not they should be paid a living wage, the last year should answer all of those questions for you, especially when you think about all of the things that disappeared at the beginning of the pandemic, toilet paper, bread flour, sugar. Mm. I mean, some of them like everybody thought that they were going to become fucking Betty Crocker over yeah. the pandemic yeah. and have to like learn how to make bread again. So you know, I bought a bunch of <laughs> I bought a bunch of flour cuz I'm a fat kid and I like cookies and I like to bake cookies.
2: There you go. I bought a lot of stock. I bought Snapchat and Plug and uh GE.
1: So so the fact of the matter is is, is that you know once you got past like the 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 workers who were keeping us alive right and the seniors where you saw the covid outbreaks just absolutely yeah. decimate areas because that's how you
2: get the numbers down you attack the biggest cause
1: but then from there it was like okay you know they had these really long and complicated lists of who qualifies as an essential right. worker and it was like some of the things that i saw on our list was like what what? That doesn't make any sense. And, well, if, and you're the a, fact... if
2: you're a donor here, that's an essential worker. Mm. So Ron DeSantos had like pop-up. They called them pop-up clinics because if you don't, if a community donated a large enough amount, the people that donated could get shots. And like a former Illinois governor donated two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and suddenly there's a pop-up clinic, you know. And Ron DeSantos right. is just raking it in. So.
1: You know, and and now at this point, it's like, let's just go for getting people vaccinated. Yeah, you know. Like like we're all gonna be vaccinated within the week here. And then, you know, then it's just a waiting game for our kids to get them vaccinated. You know, <clears throat> we're so close. We're so yeah. close. Yeah. And, you know, I have a feeling that things will return to, you know. Uh, uh, more Mm -hmm. normal-ish in the fall. Me too. Just because that's when we're going to have enough vaccine rolling through the system to get anybody who wants one a vaccine.
2: I think it's important to, we always predict the future by what's going on now, and I really think when the fall comes, we're all going to be suffering a little bit of PTSD, and society is not going to be quite the same. And there's going to be reactions you know, both ways. And so we have to be prepared for people overreacting and overstimulating themselves as well as people that are just kind of introverted now, you know, and it's going to take, it's going to take about five years. I always say, as long as it takes to break it, it takes to fix it. And so we're, we're looking at a couple years, three, two, three years before people are normal
1: again you know absolutely I mean? absolutely and and that's just it is is that you know during that time i fully expect that at some point we're going to have to get a covid booster because yeah. there will be oh, variants sure. and those variants are already being mapped and tracked and mm-hmm. you know we're looking at if the vaccine's efficacy is good and that's and the other thing that we've talked about at least i've talked about in the houses is, is that we have theoretical understanding of what immunity looks like mm-hmm. from from these vaccines we don't know because you need time and data and mm-hmm. time is not something we've got a whole lot of at this point uh in terms of understanding how these vaccines are going to help last in our system right so we could need a booster after six months we could need a booster after a year two years three years five years it just depends well, they, on... did,
2: they they've been doing the study for a year so their data is up to a year and it's it seems to be
1: working for up to a year and that's, and that's just it. It's like, I think that's fantastic. If, Me too. If, if it turns out that this is a, you know, once in a lifetime deal that we have to do great. Or yeah. if, if there's, if there are boosters that we need to take because of variants, great. You know, the fact of the matter is, is that we've gotten to the point now where we're able to spin up vaccines
2: mm-hmm.
1: for this particular virus as we need it.
2: Yeah. But this is imagine sweeping a floor you sweep a floor with a big brush and you get as much as you can, but there's still some finer stuff. So we're all going to get vaccinated, but then COVID is going to mutate within the subset of people that didn't want to get vaccinated. And that's going to create variants that mm-hmm. might, might jump over the fence of the vaccine and we'll need a booster and that'll knock it down. But the goal is to weaken the virus to a point of non-lethal and that's what happened with the flu right (laughs) right we vaccinated it into weakness but it's still there it's still floating around because people just don't get vaccinated for it they 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 and
1: and that's the other issue too you have to deal with is the fact that the, the flu vaccine is actually nine different vaccines, and it's right. all about a specific strain. And so, like, your body is like, okay, I know this specific strain, and mm-hmm. then you get a variant that rolls through. And it's like, right. oh, well, okay, I guess I don't know that one. I know something similar to it. But, you know, the difference between, like, you know, because I know that they're already looking at revisiting whether or not you could actually vaccinate for the flu using an MRA method. That's Could great. you do that? You know, and and I'm looking forward to what they find out about that, because imagine Mm. if you never had to deal with the flu again. Oh, my God. That would be so amazing. Right. You know, you think about it. 115,000 people about, on average, die from the flu a year, a year. Right. Like that's, that's, that's actually a pretty high number, but you know, there's a lot of factors. There it tends to be mostly older people or people with lung issues because you tend to develop pneumonia as a mm-hmm. secondary infection and it kills you. Right. So you could end up with having that issue acts absolutely not affect you anymore. That would be amazing to not have to deal with that anymore.
2: Although, I got to say, secretly, having the flu is one of the best times of my life. I don't have any responsibilities at that point other than puking and laying in bed, you know. And there's something about just laying in bed for like four or five days, (laughs) you know, that just feels kind of good.
1: Uh, you know, if if I could just lay in bed for four or five days and not have the flu, I'd probably be fine with that. Would you? But that's—I don't,
2: I don't think your mind would give you the chance.
1: No, no, it doesn't. No. I can tell you it doesn't no. because uh, simply because it's like. Like, I could use a bunch of rest, but then after, like, a couple of days, I'm like, all right, it's time to do something. Let's go. Mm. Because my body finally gets rested up enough, and it's like, all right, let's go. Let's get this this bread. Let's make this happen.
2: I start vibrating, yeah. Like, 6 in the morning, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going back to sleep. I just feel the vibration in my body. I got to get
1: up. Oh, yeah. No, totally. And that's, and that's one of those things, like people, you know, like people ask that question, would you be fine? You know, spending a day in bed every, you know, know, spending a whole day in bed and doing nothing. People are like, no, yes. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, why, why do you, you know, people ask me, well, why do you say yes? You know, like, I am so busy all of the time Mm -hmm. that, you know, I get the low end of sleep that I need. And so when i finally do get the the proper amount of sleep that i need it's absolutely fantastic mm. and and then it's like all right let's tackle some weird projects what i'm going to wire i'm going to rewire all of the outlets and and switches <laughs> in my room let's do this let's go i do that
2: too i get into a weird projects but before we move on i wanted to say that like some of the effects that i felt from the vaccine i told you about was the sore arm and yep. i also noticed that i just I don't know. I just, I would go, I would be antsy and want to do something and start doing what I normally do, but then I'd get run down really fast and I'd have to go lay back on the couch. So it was like 45 minutes of doing stuff and, you know, and then all of a sudden being like, wow, I'm just going to lay down for a minute,
1: you know? Exactly. You know, and that's, I mean, and that's the thing is that's that's so typical of any vaccine that you get. Mm -hmm. I mean, the worst vaccine that you know i've had and have to get you know every 10 years is the tetanus shot it freaking kills my arm man yeah my arm is so sore for like the next four days i hate that one so much
2: (laughs) the flu gets me i mean it hurts for about three days and yeah my arm still hurts in the injection site but it's not my shoulder and and my right. whole forearm and everything. But I've heard about late like, people saying that even with Tylenol, their arm still hurts. I didn't take anything for it except water and food. I made sure to keep my food in and my water system going and yeah, you know, I, yeah I, it's, I feel good.
1: You know, and that's and that's one of the things that a lot of people don't think about is is that you know, I'm I'm guilty of it too, is like I get so used to drinking soda and coffee and tea mm-hmm. and not just water. Right. You know, being hydrated as, as part of your regimen of preparing for anything is super important. You know, and that's the thing is like that water can be things like water. It could be Gatorade. It could be soup. You know, yeah. getting healthy fluids into your system, you know, yeah. healthy fats into your system. So that way, you know, you're you're ready and able to take on, you know, any vaccine and stuff. So I do have a couple of questions for you. For sure. So, so since, since Debbie gets hers tomorrow emily got hers yesterday and i'm getting mine on wednesday i love it uh let's start with the first question about uh vaccine and vaccine science and uh so so how long has it been since you've noticed that the autism kicked in
2: i don't think i have it
1: yeah that's pretty typical of people who get vaccinated they don't get autism so excellent
2: wait i'm trying to yeah i can't even emulate autism you know
1: what i mean and that's well and i would say don't because
2: it's it's such a spectrum
1: it is it really is Mm -hmm. and that's and that is that's something that people need to realize it's like vaccines don't cause autism they never have and that's not a thing
2: no it's not a thing they are two two uncorrelated um systems
1: That's like, that's like, you know, the two, the two graphs of Chicago, you know, as, as the temperature decreases in Chicago, the murder rate goes up. So the correlation (laughs) is, is that cold weather causes murder? (laughs) No, no, No. that's definitely not it. Mm -mm. Uh, Let's see. Um, Have you had any thoughts of overthrowing the American government since you've gotten your shot? Every day. I knew that one was going to come up
2: but i had a, i've had those thoughts before that too Oh,
1: well okay so i guess we just
2: no we, we, we just talked about it on the um it, inspirations beyond disabilities we in our after show in the live stream about we were going to get 5,000 uh, blind people to go and oh, storm the capital, and it would just be us tapping in time <laughs> with our canes. <laughs> so
1: it's I like, oh, so. it's like, and they're scaling. The... No, 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 never <laughs> no. mind. we are not scaling the wall. <laughs> and it looks like one of them has gotten their, gotten their stick stuck in the barricades. Yep. Yep. Oh, no. Uh, let's see. So, so plot to overthrow the government is, hmm. while true, it was present before the vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, next, uh, next question is, what in your DNA has changed since you've gotten the vaccine? Uh, has your sight gotten better or worse? No.
2: No, da- no DNA. DNA uh, but I can tell.
1: Changes in your hair loss or, or hair growth?
2: No. my Wait. Wow. My penis did get thicker and longer. I got to say that.
1: There you and, go, folks. And the hair, Co- the hair the on COVID. my penis. The COVID vaccine gives you big pee-pee.
2: Yeah, apparently. I mean, <laughs> it just has more girth, more weight to it. That's embarrassing to say, but I don't know if it helps the cause. If it helps the cause. If
1: it helps the cause. Like, so, you know, and, and I, I, I ask these questions out of pure jest because yeah, these don't... are things that do not happen, folks.
2: And like... you didn't you didn't ask about the microchip because it's weird every time it passes through um, my my vessel right here. You can hear it. You can hear beep, 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 just beep, beep, beep as it goes through every few seconds.
1: Are you feeling the urge to download Microsoft products?
2: No, no. But hey, the nanotechnology that's in this microchip is going to go on to fix my body before I even know it. It's going to cure atrial fibrillation. It's going to, it's going to de my veins. So I'm really happy that the nanobots are in there working their magic. You know what I mean.
1: Just think about it, though. If the nanobots work too much, you're not going to be able to host the the low vision podcast anymore because you're going to have regular eyesight.
2: Right. And don't forget the amber alerts that'll be announced through
1: it into your oh, god. Yeah, I just keep picking up I just keep picking up these weird voices uh, but that's but I haven't gotten the vaccine yet so there's that. There you go. Uh, Have you learned any new languages as a result of Mm -hmm. getting the vaccine? Like can you speak Chinese now? No. Or Russian? No. no, German? No. no, no. I mean Pfizer is a German the Biontech is a German company so.
2: Well I like that. I'm happy Uh, I got the Pfizer by the way. I mean they say get which one you can get when you can get it mm -hmm. and johnson and johnson was appealing because i i could just get the one shot and move on but cvs does the pfizer and so Mm i was really kind of happy i mean moderna i'm happy with the moderna too don't get me wrong right it's it's a newer to me like i told you the company is a little newer and this was like you were saying the first attempt at it it's not like this is who they were you know right so i'm happy i got pfizer i was worried that astrazeneca would be approved and shoved down my throat and johnson and johnson it has a 67 percent overall effectiveness and
1: it in in preventing severe covid in preventing uh, severe covid and death 100
2: um avoiding death and hospitalization but it, it sixty seven when you enter all the variables and all the variants.
1: There's is yeah. There's is at eighty five, and I've been I've been reading the study on theirs. there's is at eighty five percent overall, but sixty six percent against uh, severe COVID hospitalizations and death. Okay. So, and 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 we're actually digging into that one a little bit, and it seems that the issue is is that <clears throat> so your body's got to fight the virus that the mRNA is stored in first. And once the mRNA gets released, then it works from there. So your body is essentially fighting two different infections. Is it a bad thing? No, not necessarily. I think that in terms of its ability to, number one, get shots in arms. Number two, the fact that it's, it just needs a standard, I think, just refrigeration. Or no, it needs standard freezing. So you can literally get it to any pharmacy throughout any country that just has, uh, the ability to run a regular freezer. Um, so, I mean, even in terms of rural America, rural, you know, rural countries, rural counties and, uh, other countries throughout the world, you know, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine actually is, I would say something that will help, uh, Significantly decrease uh, COVID simply because it can be uh, shipped to so many places so quickly right. and without the logistical burden.
2: I totally agree. And right now we're just trying to knock this shit down. We're just rocky throwing uppercuts and punches as fast as we can, trying to keep the guy
1: down, you know? Exactly. So. I have nothing against the J and J vaccine. I think it's I think it's fantastic for mm-hmm. the fact that it's going to knock down the potential for for people to get sick. Yeah. Um, I think the mRNA vaccines are the clear winner in this, um, but the the winner is going to be you getting the vaccine and allowing that breathing room in hospitals yeah. and public. Like everybody wants to know what it's going to take to get the economy back to normal. It's gonna take you getting a shot in the arm is what it, it's gonna it's take. This. Yeah. And and that's and that's the simple reality of it.
2: Yeah. You know, and I have friends and I can't see them. And I I wanna be vaccinated so I can see them and not be worried about it, you know
1: what I mean? Right. You know, I got kids that you know, they wanna go back to school, but right now they don't wanna go back to school because they don't no. want to bring COVID home. Right. They don't want to get it because it has been all over the place. You've had people who are completely healthy with no known comorbidities, yeah. no known issues, and they die of organ failure from COVID. Yeah, and You have people who by all, by all thoughts and imaginations, like even in my own family who got COVID and they are the picture of this is the person who's going to die from COVID and they've been fine. They've had, you know, a, Pretty decent cold. But the biggest issues that you're gonna fight are long haulers. And I don't want to get COVID and be a long hauler. I don't want to have to be wondering whether or not I'm gonna be able to work because I'm still sick with a virus.
2: Right. So. Right. There's some there's some conditions out there that they're finding, and it's just as <clears throat> new, it's just as new as everything else. Uh give me one second. Thank you for listening to Public Access America.
0: To those who would tear the more- This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns.
1: Place, and I don't care how don't tough, care you, are, how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees,
0: knees and keep you there permanently for that. You, you nobody's gonna hit as hard as life. Yes, yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your husband. My poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things about in this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It ain't about how hard you hit, it's about how hard you can get, get, get and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning it it's done.
2: Welcome to Public Access America.
0: Yes we, yes, we can.
2: Now on Instagram and SoundCloud. We
0: wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. dad.
2: Twitter, Apple Podcast, the Stitcher Smart Radio app, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America: History in the Making, Making History in the Making.